planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great post-Labor Day week. Here we are in the first week after Labor Day. We hope everyone has came back recharged, ready to close Q3 strong. And as we head into Q4 to close out this year of 2023 on the right foot. Again, if you have any questions in regards to your business in terms of acceleration and revenue and profit acceleration strategies, feel free to reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at Chris at SustainableSuccess.net. That's Chris at SustainableSuccess.net. Either myself or one of our coaches would be happy to chat with you about where you are currently in your business and how we can help accelerate your business to the next level and looking at doing an assessment on your current revenue and net profit margin and helping you which direction of what strategies can help you to close this year strong. Feel free to reach out to us again at Chris at SustainableSuccess.net. We want to welcome any new listeners here as we've been on here on the Voice America Business Channel since April. After we moved over from the Voice America Influencer Channel, we've been around for quite some time. We want to thank all the new listeners now here at the Business uh, Business Channel. And we highly encourage you to also follow us on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Also on Apple and Spotify and also on Google as well. So again, you can listen to the show anywhere in terms of what where you can have access to listen to many of our great guests and subject matter experts sharing their words of wisdom and insights to take your business and personal success to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. Now, this is a membership program, meaning that it takes all the noise out of social media. No more of those notifications that can bog you down. You get to come in on your time to generate authentic and genuine relationships with people you choose to share content with and be able to form communities, not only within your school with your alumni, but also perhaps other schools as well. And again, it offers a wide array of different services as a member that is not available to the general public. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Tell them Sustainable Success Radio Show sent you over. Now, with that being said, we got a great show for you today. You know, this is a topic that, you know, continues to be a challenge for many different organizations of all different types and sizes. And this is an area that with the right awareness and the right information and aligning yourself with the right source, or in this case, a source and resource that can help you to find some more clarity in how you can address this particular area. We're going to be talking about avoid burnout, find your balance. And we are here with Dr. Sola Tugan Butler, and she offers a wide, I mean, just a lot of great knowledge into this particular area. But before I introduce her, I'm going to give a little bit of background about her. She is the founder and CEO and a psychotherapist at Butterfly Counseling Services. She's also the founder, CEO, and certified professional life coach at Transformative Coaching and Consulting. She was an assistant professor and associate chairperson in the Human uh, Services Department at St. Joseph's University in Brooklyn, New York. 
She also has a PhD in education from North Central University, a master's degree in social work from uh, Silberman School of Social Work and a bachelor's degree in psychology from Brooklyn College. Now, she's been in this field for quite some time. You know, it has a, a vast array of experience in mental health, medical social work, substance abuse, foster care, gerontology, foster care prevention, and so on. But what she does now is she combines the, the concepts of coaching also with therapy, more on the coaching side now, really in helping you know, organizations and people to really find solutions to minimize stress and prevent burnout and achieve the balance that you deserve in your life. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. Sola Tugun Butler. Sola, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. I'm super excited to be here and I hope that I'm able to share information that are very beneficial to to the listeners. Well, I, I know you will. You you are so humble and down to earth and you bring so much value. And we're looking forward to talking about this particular area. Can we maybe if you can enlighten us just into the area of just burnout in itself. In this case, if we're looking at job burnout. And it doesn't matter if it's a small business, a whether a business owner or a worker or a, sm or a small company to a Fortune 500 company. What is job burnout and why should we be concerned about it? So job burnout basically occurs when we do not have that work-life balance um, because the work-life ba balance is vital to preventing burnout. So what I have seen in my, my line of work is that People are not setting boundaries. They are not aware of their limitations or they feel that they cannot set those boundaries. They can't say no when they need to. So they're taking on a lot more than what they're able to deal with. And in some cases, it's seen as a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor that I'm working um, all these hours yeah. or it's a badge of honor. I'm taking on all these projects and, and not realizing the impact it's having on them physically, emotionally, and mentally until unfortunately sometimes it is too late. Um, so it's basically in the workplace not being aware of our own limitations or feeling like even if we're aware of them, we cannot communicate them and we cannot set those healthy boundaries when we are feeling that we are you know, overwhelmed in those wow. situations. Yeah. And do you feel like, you know, I mean, I mean, it's been something obviously since COVID, you know, we, we went through that long period of time and there was so much stress going on, so much uncertainty and people working remotely. And, but so it, it, there was mixed opinions, right? Some people were like, wow, we get to stay home. That maybe that's a good thing. But then they had the stress of not being able to separate home life from their work. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you had some people, you know, had, you know, that would used to complain about going into work, either getting stuck in traffic or on a train, but now, you know, not being able, not able to go into work and they couldn't really function at home. So you had all these balls up in the air. What do you feel like, like burnout, like what, I mean, does it, it, it impacts so many different aspects of a company in so many levels. If you can, maybe, if you want to share any insights from your perspective there. Sure, absolutely. So during the pandemic, a lot of of us had to pivot. We had to make a lot of changes. Um, so including myself, we were working from home. And maybe there's the impression that because we're working from home, burnout isn't likely to occur. And that is not accurate. Um, because even when we're working from home, we need to set boundaries because there still are demands for our time. 
Um, and sharing a personal example, one thing that would happen with me is right before I get on with a client, I realize, oh my goodness, my son needs to get on to a science class. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> now I have to pause uh, you know, a session and go get him on his computer. So people talked about a lot of stressors that they were dealing with because the way that we did things during the pandemic had changed. Kids were going to school online. Um, we were staying at home more. We couldn't go out. A lot of people who were maybe going out or going to the gym as a way to um, engage in stress management were not able to do so. So burnout can occur in a lot of different areas. Same thing with commuting. If commuting, you're stuck in traffic, you know, it's very stressful or living in New York City, you're in a packed, you know, subway car. Um, these are all different ways in which, you know, burnout can happen. So that's why it's really important that we be aware that it can happen anywhere. Because I think there's the idea that if I'm working from home, there's no, there's no stress. There's no burnout. There's no or, stress. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, so like you say, if some people, if they can't be, you know, do, do certain things where or they might feel like they don't have access to certain things. And, you know, maybe there's miscommunication going on and all those things can impact us in a, in a, in a negative way. So yeah, it could go either way. Some people could say, Oh, this is great. I get to work from home on it, but not everybody's suited to do that. So you, you're exactly, you're, you're so, so right. Exactly. Now, yes. what would you say? You know, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say too. people that work from home. One thing that they've shared with me is not knowing when to separate like, okay, now I'm done with work and now it's time for me to focus on my personal life. And they talk about work seeping more into their personal life because they work from home. So I have worked with them on different ways to have those boundaries so that when you're done with work, I'm done, even though I'm working from home. And now I can pivot to focusing on my personal life, my personal goals, spending time with my family, you know, working on my relationships and things of that nature. Yeah, it's so true. And I know, you know, you kind of, you got into the, you know, let's get into the balance end of it and, you know, finding that harmony balance and, you know, it's never going to be perfect balance. And that's, you know, you know, I guess I know you'll share some insight to that, but it's knowing that if we don't schedule time for ourselves or our family or our well-being, our relationships, then all the other things that, that, that life can do to us, distract us and consume us will and then next thing you know it we're not there is no teetering or no balance it's like we're like one <laughs> one end of the yes. spectrum or the other and right. can you talk a bit about about you know maybe the process that you know organizations or just maybe even at the people level person at the individual level how we can strike you know finding you know getting that balance and harmony in our lives and careers and so on sure so so one way that I work with my clients around that is asking, what is it that you want from your personal life? What is it that you want from your career? And how do you get both of them to be at an equilibrium? How can both of them coexist? You know, it's the whole concept of um, dialectical thinking where two things can be true. Like I can work hard, I can pursue my career, and I can focus on my relationships and have a personal life. And then having my clients envision what does that look like to you? And what can we do to, to build that to make sure that you have that balance? So one thing for me in terms of having balance is looking at my schedule and 10 to 15 minutes putting in my schedule a self-care break 
whether it's going out for a walk, whether it's doing some um, deep breathing, whether it's soothing with the senses, that to me is a balance. I'm seeing clients and then I have my 10 to 15 minutes, I'm taking care of myself. So it's really visualizing what that looks like to you because everybody is different. Mm. Um, some people might decide five o'clock, it's a hard, you know, no, I am not answering emails after five yeah. o'clock. That is my time for my family. So I work with clients to see what that looks like for them because each person, their balance looks different. But it's staying true to both because both things can be true. So I always encourage my clients to be what I call dialectical dialectical thinkers. Like we can combine the two. It doesn't have to be work or my personal life. It can be both. It can be both. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you know certain people may have willpower and you know the ability to do their best to control their 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 be uh how can i say it their environment to not to allow it to kind of distract them or pull them in like hey closing your office door if you work from home and not leaving it open and seeing like you know you hear a ding on your computer well i'll just go check that one email and then i'll be done and then next thing you know you're you're at your desk you're in you and you're convinced now you're there for an hour and a half and you just miss dinner with your family. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's why I say in situations like that is to always maybe start small. What is some, something that you can do that's really small to get yourself on the path to having that balance? Um, so maybe for some people, it could be taking a 15 minute break, maybe eventually moving it over to 30 minutes. Um, so because I believe that change does take time. So if you're used to doing something, if you're used to not having boundaries, it's very easy to maybe fall back into that pattern. So it's identifying what it is that you want to change. And now let's break those changes into really small steps because each step is leading you to where you want to be. Let's do that. So Please break it down. Yeah, absolutely. If you could do that, take as much time, even if we have to continue after the break is fine. Mm -hmm. Sure. So whatever the goal might be, you want to take a goal. So a goal could be very general, but objectives are very concrete, specific, measurable steps that you want to take to get there. And the whole idea of starting small is it's less overwhelming for the individual. So for example, people might say, I would love to um, just be done with work at five o'clock. I want to be done with work at five o'clock, but I see myself working till nine o'clock. So making that goal to get to five o'clock, maybe let's have you stop at eight o'clock. Let's mm. have you stop at 8.30 and then gradually get it to the point where you want it to be. Um, because when we try to tackle something that's huge, it can be very overwhelming, um, even when it comes to balance, even when it comes to self-care. Well, so it can be exhausting just to get balance. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It can be <laughs> very exhausting. Like sometimes I have clients say to me, you know what? My self-care is I want to go to the gym seven days a week for an hour each time. And we talk about, is that realistic? Do yeah. we want to start with maybe one day a week for 15 minutes? And once you get comfortable, once you're able to move things around, then you can add in another day. So that's what we mean about breaking really large like self-care goals of balance into smaller, more manageable ones. Because I feel like when people try to tackle something big, it doesn't work out, they get very discouraged. And then they pull back completely. Whereas little accomplishments keep you going. So let's start small and build up as we as we go along. No, that makes sense. Like you said, you gotta you gotta take baby steps before 
or as they say, the ladder to success is one step at a time. You're not going to fall. You're not going to fly up, you know, from the bottom to the top of the stairs in one one stride, right? It's going to take one foot yes. at a time <laughs> to get up those stairs. Because sometimes there's, there, you know, we we there might be something blocking us, and we got to we got to go through it. It's not always easy. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, taking on too many things in, at once will become overwhelming. And then just in, and then eventually it's human nature that people tend to fall off, you know, at that point. And then they drive. That's like, you know, New Year's resolution. You know, this is the year yeah. I'm going to lose 30 pounds and they go in, you know, for three, four days. They're there. Yeah. And then it, oh, it's snowing out. Oh, yeah, I'll go tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. And then they're right back to the following year. Same resolution, same start, nothing. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, and there's a saying that I've always loved that says, um, a goal without a plan is a dream. And I think we really need to plan our balance. And part of planning is very similar to what you said earlier, is identifying what are potential barriers to me being able to execute this balance so that I can be prepared. So when I'm faced with them, I have techniques in place to be able to overcome them. So I always work with my clients on what do you feel are the potential barriers to you having this balance in your life? And let's be prepared so that when you are faced with them, you know how to work through them, you know, effectively. Yeah. Wow. So much great information. And, you know, just again, taking some baby steps, one step at a time and so on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and. Uh, what I w- I'm actually going to save this next question until we get back after the break because we probably need some more time on it. But I guess, you know, since we have two minutes to the break, maybe if we can kind of, you know, sum up again, some of the key points that you talked about, again, what takes people out of out of balance and, you know, especially in this uh, you know world we live in where there's, you know, people working remote, working at work, a combination mm-hmm. of the, uh, somewhere in the middle and all these things that are happening that that can overwhelm us, some things that again we can we can strike to find you know start that step to harmony and balance. Sure, absolutely. And um, when we come back from the big break, we will look at um, the cognitive aspect of balance, yeah. which I think we don't talk about as much. So we'll talk about like our thought and our thinking pattern and how that could potentially either put us on the path to burnout or um, prevent burnout. Got it. Got it. Got it. Anything that you like in, in this next minute or so that you would like to like just anything of high impact to kind of just really solidify everything you shared here in the first segment? Sure. I think the, the most important thing I share with, with clients, I share with everyone is that we really need to take care of ourselves. We need to listen to ourselves. We need to put ourselves first and we need to put into ourselves what we put into others. Because what I I've come across in, in my work with, with people in my career is this feeling of guilt. Like I feel guilty if I put myself first. I feel guilty if I don't set boundaries. And time and time again, if I want to be present for others, then I need to make sure that I am okay and I'm meeting my own needs as well. Yeah, no, well, well put. So true. Well, everybody, we, we hope that you're taking notes. This is some great information. You're talking to someone, you're listening to someone here that has a lot of knowledge from a, not only an academic background, but also from, from actual experience working with a wide variety of different types of people in this particular area. This is really important. And oftentimes we overlook that how, you know, how burnout can be, it can also be dangerous. 
So it's not something to take lightly. And we got more to come with uh, uh, Dr. Solo Tagum Butler. She's going to be sharing a lot more information here to kind of enlighten you on what you can do at the individual level and now really create this awareness overall in your community, in your organizations, and helping to find and strike that balance that will put you uh, in a better better frame of mind and also be healthier for you long-term. We got to go to break right now. When we come right back, we got more to come and we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us, we're talking about avoid burnout, find your balance. This is all about burnout. Job burnout particularly is a major issue that even while there are a lot of organizations that understand that it is an issue, it can be more of an issue than they actually think it is. This is something that can impact not only at the individual level, but also at an organizational level and be quite costly to organizations long-term if not aware or, or incorporating certain measures to help offset it. And it all starts with awareness. And we happen to be with an expert here in this particular area. Her name is Dr. Sola Togun Butler. She is a PhD. She's got master's degree and and you know understands not only the therapy side of, of all the things that can lead to burnout, but also more at the coaching side as well, where we can now get a lot of the uh, things that can be changed over time and actually execute them toward better results to find balance and harmony in your life and career. And we've only touched a, a, a bit of the surface here. So you can now listen to the, you know, if you missed the first segment, you can listen to the first segment after here on our, our on-demand version here at Sustainable Success on the Voice America Business Channel. So uh, you had shared so much great information and kind of going over what burnout is, how it pertains in the workplace, kind of how it impacts us on both sides 
a little bit about some things that we can do to to you know start one step at a time. It's you know like in baby steps towards striking that balance and in creating more sustainability in that particular area. Can we talk a little bit about getting into more of the process and the cognitive health side of of burnout and what we can do to to, to find balance? Sure. When it comes to cognitive health, you know, our cognition is our thought patterns and the way that we think. And um, one thing that I like to share, you know, with my clients and share when I do presentations is the impact that our thoughts have on our emotions and then subsequently our behavior and how some of these thought patterns can put us on the path to burnout. So an example of a thought pattern might be that I have to do everything. So very new entrepreneurs, they feel like I have to do everything. I cannot ask for help. And because they have that thought pattern, it can put them on the path to burnout because they're not delegating. Um, they're not taking breaks when they need to. Um, when they're exhausted and need to take a break, they keep going, even though at, at times they're not functioning at their optimum level. It's because they have a belief system. And that's our cognition. I have this belief system. And because of that belief system, I am not taking the steps necessary to prevent burnout. Um, same thing with setting boundaries. I don't believe that I should set boundaries. I should always be available to everyone. I should never say no. I should please others. So if I believe those things, then it potentially could cause me to burn out because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not listening to my own needs. And a lot of these thought patterns have to do with socialization. And socialization is basically how do you know what you know? It's what you've been taught. So maybe we've been taught not to say no. We've been taught not to communicate our feelings. We've been taught to always put others first. So in working with people around preventing, you know, burnout and having balance, I'm always interested in knowing about their thought patterns. Like, what are your thoughts about setting boundaries? What are your thoughts about self-care? What are your thoughts about, you know, saying no? Just so I have an idea as to how do we deal with that thought pattern? Because if you don't look into your own thought patterns, you're not aware of how it stops you from doing certain things, such as having that balance and preventing, preventing burnout. Wow. That's so, so great what you shared there and so important. Now, if, if like, again, breaking this down, like we did before, you know, like, you know, like if we're looking at an organization or it can be even, it could be a, it could be a municipality, you know, in a town, it could be even at the family level, you know, again, this, every time, wherever you get groups of people and that type of thing, what would you recommend that, you know, in terms of the, the awareness and kind of, is it simplifying some of the things you talked about in terms that people can really now understand and grasp? And just like you talked about earlier, take taking one step at a time to make mm -hmm. those changes. And that, that change has to start with them. Nobody can do it for you. That's right. You have to do it. You have to take initiative, regardless if your company's behind it or not, or, or whatever you, wherever, wherever that may apply. Absolutely. I think it's an awareness of the culture. If we're talking about the workplace, what is the workplace culture? So if the workplace culture is, is working and working all the time, not taking breaks, or if the people who are highlighted are the ones that are that have no boundaries and just take on more and more work, then what's being communicated to employees is that in order to be recognized, you have to just be doing everything at all times and say, you know, say yes to everything. 
Um, and I have worked with people who told me that to be at the very top of my company, you need to be the first one in and the last one out. So even if you're exhausted, you have to keep going because that's what the work culture dictates to you. And that becomes part of your thought pattern. Like, no, I cannot take a break because in my work culture, the expectation is that I keep going because that is what's rewarded. That is what is recognized. Mm. Um, so we see that in the workplace and also within our own families. Like, what is your family culture when it comes to self-care, when it comes to, you know, communication? A lot of these things, either directly or indirectly, are taught to us. And we don't realize that, that, oh, the reason I think this way is because oh, it's, of the it's subliminal. Yeah, it's, it's from the time we were children. Yes, exactly. From the time we were children where in working with older adults, some of the older women I spoke to said that children, your, your kids always came first. You did not take any time for yourself. It was always about your kids and your husband. And that's how they were socialized. So any idea of taking some time for themselves was considered to be very selfish um, was um, frowned upon in the culture. Um, and it was in talking to them that they realized that, well, I had internalized that, that I am to put everyone else first and I am to be last at all times. Well, it, it goes to the, the oxygen mask thing. When, it, when you're on an airplane and you, and you lose pressure and the oxygen mask comes down, what is the first thing they say? You put it on yourself before you put it on your child. But most people, yes. especially mothers, would right. out of default put it on their child before they put it on themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, research studies have shown time and time again that parents that engage in self-care, that have respite, that still pursue their personal goals and their career goals tend to be more effective parents because they understand that in order to be the best parent I want to be, I also need to take care of myself because when I'm overwhelmed as a parent, when I'm exhausted, when I'm not taking care of myself, I'm actually more likely to lash out at my children, mm -hmm. to have limited patience for them because I'm tired, yeah. I'm exhausted. So that's why it's really important to be able to have that self-care so we can be the best that we want to be or to self-actualize as Abraham Maslow is one of my favorite psychologists. He talks about self-actualization. Self-actualization so with, with the, uh, the chart, yeah. The pyramid, yeah. The pyramid, the, the pyramid, pyramid. To be the person that you need to be, yes. Hierarchy I, I, I love that, you know, because it's the survival, it's that survival mindset. And, you know, they, they, I mean, think about it. How can you really give anything of value, like even a mother to their child, if you're, if you're doing it from an empty cup? If you don't fill your cup, yes. how can you spill on to others in a positive way? If you're not the example of what your children, especially children, even people, but we learn from example and you know and if you're resourceful then if you can it's like the, in the bible if you you know if you can teach a man how to fish he'll go out and catch his fish he's not going to have somebody catch the fish for him <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> absolutely and it's it's changing a mindset it's changing a mindset that we have been um socialized to accept and socialized to believe and in some instances socialized not to question mm. So you are not to question those things. You're supposed to go ahead and do it. And then people don't realize, like, why am I exhausted all the time? Why am I feeling depressed? Why am I feeling anxious? It's because their own needs have been completely suppressed. And then they're putting everybody else and everything else before themselves. And that's why that balance is so important. It's not one or the other. 
both can coexist in harmony. And that's the idea of, you know, dialectical thinking, like both can, can happen together. It's just you deciding exactly, you know, um, you know, what that what that looks like, what that looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah, that that's so true. And what would you say, like when we if we were to tie this back to, you know, avoiding job burnout, like so it, that a mother is not going to get to the place where she starts to have less patience and react in in in, in a negative way to her children because that's not serving them but knowing that yes. when she can find some balance and harmony and she can recharge her batteries that it's okay to do that mm-hmm. that she could be a better example and be more resourceful to help their children even more can you talk about like what what are some things that people could do now like you did you did talk about that earlier in the first segment but like like the some of these other things that we're now talking here that they can do to you know to start making that happen. So when it comes to cognitive health, so for example, in my work with mothers, again, understanding how we've been socialized around motherhood. If I'm socialized to not take any breaks and make sure that I'm always present for my children, um, and not taking you know time out to focus on my own personal goals. What I do is I work with people in challenging what I call um, negative thought patterns. How do we challenge those negative thought patterns and replace them with positive thought patterns? You know, like I am worthy to take some time to take care of myself. Um, taking a break does not mean that I'm a bad parent. So it's working with clients to reframe and restructure a lot of those negative thought patterns so they feel differently. So that when they do take that break, they don't feel guilty because they understand that I, I deserve to, to have this break. Um, and on a personal note, um, as you know, Chris, I love to travel. Um, when I had children, I couldn't travel as much, but I had to look at a balance. And so I remember I, I traveled to the Philippines and my son was young at the time. So it was hard for me to leave him, but I did travel. Yeah. And he would refuse to do FaceTime with me. Like my husband would try to do FaceTime and he would just not want to do it because he was angry. That yeah, I, I, I think a lot. I, I think I a lot traveled. of boys. Yeah, we we we're not we're not big on the on the screen <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but go yes, ahead. And he was upset that I left. Yes, he was upset, and um, immediately I identified the emotion of guilt. And again, guilt is not a bad emotion; it's just telling a story. And I had to work through that. That I need my time. Like I I need my time to travel, pursue what I enjoy. It doesn't make me any less of a mother. It means that when I come back, I'm refreshed, I'm rejuvenated. So that's what I mean about the restructuring and the reframing. It's identifying the emotion, which is guilt, and then understanding what guilt is telling me and then restructuring the thought pattern around it. I'm not a bad mother because I chose to go to the Philippines for seven days for a little bit of a break. Actually, I'm taking care of myself. So when I come back, I can be fully present, you know, to be a good parent to him. Well, that, so that there, there's a good point. Dialogue you can... is important. If you can shed right there. So, you know, initially there's that guilt, right? And that's where people give, especially, yes. you know, you're, in this case, a female being a mother, she gives into that guilt. And now, mm-hmm. well, I'm never going to go on vacation when he's, you know, especially at his age now. I'm going to just, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Even if I'm exhausted mentally, emotionally, spiritually burned out, I'm still just going to sacrifice mm-hmm. myself. Then realizing right. in the long run that worked against her and the yes. ch- child's development. Whereas maybe the child's a little bit upset because mom's away, but he's right. going to be okay. Because yes. when you come back, you could be a better example, better resource. He's not, you're teaching him not to be dependent, dependent on you, 
but that, you know, he right. can te- teach them interdependences. There's so there's so many valuable things that yes. you're doing by teaching mm-hmm. that and not allowing, not giving into the guilt. That's what I took from what you shared. Absolutely. Uh, it's not giving into the guilt in a negative way. Um, yeah. Because one thing I always say that there's no bad emotion. All emotions are good because emotions are storytellers. They're there to tell you a story. So a lot of people talk about feeling guilty. Guilt is not a bad emotion. Just try to understand what guilt is saying to you in those moments. Um, and then the restructuring part is reminding yourself, why is this self-care or why is this break important to me? Uh, I do believe in self-talk. I do believe in self-dialogue. And it was having a conversation with myself. Why did you choose to go to the Philippines for seven days? And then reminding myself that I needed a break. I needed some time. Also, he gets to spend some time with his father. He gets to spend some time with, you know, his cousins. He gets to do all this other fun stuff, again, with others to develop and build relationship with yeah, others. Yeah, or like if, if, if you have your, your mom and dad and grandparents or even your, your yes. in-laws, vice versa. Yeah. Exactly. So it's reminding ourselves why it's important because the guilt does seep in. Like if someone calls and says, Hey, can I have a session on Saturday? And I have to say, you know, I'm sorry. Saturdays are my day off. I don't see clients on Saturdays. Yes, the guilt comes in, but then I have to remind myself what kind of a therapist or coach would I be if I'm so exhausted that I can't be fully present to create the environment for my clients that they or, need. Or you're not we're sharing advice as a be. coach or even through therapy yes. if you're not being the example yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're coming on, you're tired, you're exhausted, you can't be present for them. So it's not good, you know, for them as well. Because I recently got back from a two week vacation, I did have some clients say, what am I supposed to do in two weeks? That's a long time. And of course, does the guilt come in? It does where I'm in the helping profession. But then I have to say to my clients, I also need time so that I can replenish, I can be refreshed, and I can be fully present when I'm in my sessions with you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Powerful, powerful stuff. Some great stuff there, especially. And then talking about the cognitive health side of things, which you went. We got about a, less than a minute to the next break. Uh, Sola, anything that you would like to sum up what you shared in, a, in an impact statement or anything, final thoughts you'd like to share on this particular uh, area that you talked on? Yes. Be aware of your thought patterns. Be aware of culture, both at the workplace, personally, and write them down. I always encourage people, write down your thought patterns when it comes to a particular topic. Because there's something very powerful about being able to see your thoughts on paper. They talk about the fact that our brain processes things differently when it's written down. So write it down. Be aware of where some of the reluctance or inability to engage in self-care is coming from. And then work on restructuring and changing some of those thought patterns by writing it down. Mm, Wow. Great, great stuff. Well, again, everybody, there is a lot of great information here. We highly encourage everyone that if, you know, make sure to listen to this show in its entirety. There is a lot of golden nuggets here, a lot of wealth of information, and perhaps you're going to hear something that you didn't hear the first time on the on-demand version. And there's, there's some great stuff here that can change where you are and where you decide to be, because if you're going to take your business and level of influence your personal success to the next level. Without that harmony and balance, it's going to be very difficult to do so. We can easily become burned out and everything you worked hard on can now go the opposite direction. So this is a valuable, some valuable insight. 
We got more to come here with Dr. Solo Tugan Butler. Again, we're talking about, again, uh, avoid burnout, uh, find your balance, and we'll be right back after the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we are talking about avoid burnout, find your balance. We're here with Dr. Sola Tugum Butler. She is an expert both on not only the psychotherapy side, but also as a, a high performance coach in this particular area and helping uh, organizations and individuals and helping them to navigate the ability to minimize stress and strike harmony and balance in their lives. And you're going to learn more about where to get in touch with her here a little bit later in this segment. Uh, Again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. They also have a athlete's corner for that professional athletes that are making a transition into everyday life, an opportunity for them to meet other like-minded or professional athletes that they can now meet in a community where now they can share ways that they can make this transition into the job market, into everyday life, and make it, it can do it in a seamless way because they have that support. It, it, check out the uh, podcast there called Athletes to Entrepreneurs. And feel free to check out alumnidirect.com for more information about that as well. Well, Solo, you, you, you have given so much great information in this particular area, uh, such a wealth of knowledge as always. Can we talk a little bit about now the, you know, the accountability and the maintenance side of ways that we can offset burnout. This is not something like we have to react to and then solve it and take care of it, but things that we can do over time. What are some things that people could do in terms of an emotional, mental checklist, so to speak, that you could recommend and share and talk about? 
Yes, and you make a great point where we don't want to wait till we are very stressed out or we're at the point of burnout to start using techniques. The idea is that we want to use self-care techniques every single day to make sure that we're okay. The first one I want to talk about is our emotional health. It's just checking in with yourself just to see how am I feeling today? Um, what are my emotions communicating you know, to me? Because as I mentioned um, in our prior segment, emotions are storytellers and we need to understand what they're telling us and then what course of action do we need to take? So an example is every day that I wake up in the morning, the first thing I ask myself is how are you feeling today? Why am I feeling sad today? Why am I feeling agitated today? So that when I understand the reasons, I can use techniques to address those, um, those reactions or those emotions and those feelings. Because we can potentially be stressed out or be on the path to burnout when we're not paying attention to our emotions. So we're burying our emotions, we're not acknowledging our emotions. And um, I always, when we look at the word emotion itself, we look at the word motion. Emotions are going to move regardless. They are going to move. But when we check in every day, we become the pilot and we decide how we want to move the emotions because we understand what they're telling us. I understand why I'm angry and what is an effective way to deal with my anger. What is a healthy way to deal with my frustration now that I understand the reasons that I'm angry? Um, so emotional checking in on a daily basis is very, very important. Um, and it does help us in minimizing stress and preventing burnout because we're being more self-aware. Like what is going on with me physically? What's going on with me mentally? What's going on emotionally, cognitively? We're doing a quick check-in on a daily basis just to make sure that we are feeling okay and understanding what is going on internally. So that's what I mean about that internal dialogue. It's always good for us to talk to ourselves. What's going on with you? How did you feel about that? Why are you feeling this way to have a better understanding of self? That is one of the um, preventative measures that I always encourage my clients to, to engage in, the, the daily self-dialogue. That's, that's great. And what about like, you know, let's say at the, if, you know, this is in a, any kind of organization of any size, do you feel like this is something that has to be not just covered once, you know, in an awareness session, what are some things that you feel could be could benefit you know these organizations to create create this awareness? Not that it has to be every day, but but like more on a frequent yeah. basis. Mm -hmm. So this way, people begin to take ownership at the individual level for themselves in this area. If you could shed some insight there, sure. One thing I would encourage organizations to do is to have maybe trainings or workshops on a consistent basis, where their employees are exposed to. Um, instructions on how to engage in these particular techniques to stay on top of their mental and, and emotional health and to prevent burnout. I think that's very important that organizations do that, whether it's once a month or whether it's, you know, um, twice a month, just making those resources available. Because one thing people have said to me is, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't know these techniques. You know, now that I know that I'm burnt out, what do I do? So when organizations have regular workshops that their employees can attend and they encourage them, you know, to attend uh, those workshops, then their employees have the tools necessary to minimize stress and prevent burnout. Yeah. And I think also by example, by example, I had a director, she led self-care by an example. And that was very powerful to the rest of us that worked under her to see that she stayed on top of her 
uh, self-care and she encouraged us to say to do the same so she created a work culture where self-care was very much welcomed it was talked about where we felt comfortable sharing with her if we were feeling overwhelmed so these are some things that um corporations can do to teach their employees the tools that they need to stay on top of their mental health and minimize stress yeah i mean would you agree like it doesn't have to be like a like a like a two hour three hour workshop because a lot of people might say we don't have we can't take people away but it's something that could be dripped you know in more on a more frequent basis even shorter durations of time where people might be you know maybe be able to absorb it in in those short t- periods of time that they could start applying for applying it yes and that's a great point that you make Chris because I've been to workshops where they're fifteen minutes long and I've gotten a lot of information from those fifteen minute workshops because there's an awareness that maybe I can't sit for an hour workshop or maybe I can't sit for two hours, but yes, I do have five minutes or I do have 15 minutes or maybe having somebody come in and maybe do a quick talk, maybe 30 minute talk about, you know, self-care and and techniques that people can use to, to minimize stress. Because when we talk about mental health, mental health basically is having the tools to manage the day-to-day stressors of life. And if I don't have those tools, I'm more susceptible to struggling with mental health issues. So having someone, even if they show me a technique that's, you know, in five minutes, what I can do can make a world of difference. So even as a practitioner, I'm always learning, you know, from other practitioners, from workshops, and I've learned things in as as little as five minutes. Like, wow, this can give me a nervous system reset. And that goes back to breaking things down into smaller chunks where people are more likely to start getting engaged when it's smaller than when it's like, okay, we have this three-hour workshop or we have a um, two-hour self-care technique that sometimes people feel like, I just don't have the time to engage in that. Yeah. And I like that word like in chunks because that's how people, I know when you can chunk things, I know in the speaking world, when you're a speaker and you can speak in, in ways of chunking your your statements you, it's specific, clear, and concise, and people hear it. And there's a pause yes. before you go to the next thing to chunk, and it just yes. connects. So in this way, if they're getting it in in, in little bite sizes, they're able right. to now chew and absorb it, you know, enjoy it. In this case, if they were eating something, and they're more like it's more likely to stick, and for them to you know start taking action. Absolutely. And also tying into what I had mentioned with self-care, if people are learning self-care techniques that they can do in in five to 10 minutes or even two minutes, that's a start. And that's what I tell my clients, you want to start somewhere. So even if you're doing two minutes a day, that's something that you're doing because it really ties down to self-compassion. While you're working on finding that balance, learn to be compassionate with yourself and to believe in yourself and not to put yourself down as you're gradually getting to that balance that you want to achieve. Yeah, wow. So powerful and so true. This is some great information. In terms of the, when we when we look at, you know, the, you know, the awareness is, what about, what could be some other things that you might share for, you know, just personal accountability in terms of, because I always find that it, without accountability, things cannot stick. And I want to make sure I leave time for you to share where, but if you could share in the next minute or two, just a quick thing on the accountability, that would be great. Yes. In 
terms of personal accountability, it's really important. And it's one thing I share with my clients to write down what it is that you want to achieve and the reason why that it's important to you. Um, I'm very big on whiteboards. So I tell my clients, if you like whiteboards, write it down. Like, this is what I want to achieve and the reasons why. And put it in a very high traffic area. So that serves as a reminder to you that this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Always bring into the forefront why this balance is important to you, can help you stay on track, can help you hold yourself accountable because you're reminding yourself of the importance of it. And the self-compassion. If you fall off track, let's not spend time beating myself up. Let me understand the reason I fell off track. What are some techniques I need to put into place? What are some barriers that I discovered that I didn't know before? Let me put my energy into that and get myself back on track again. Um, so I call that self-accountability, writing it down. What is the reason it's important to you? Bringing it to, to the forefront, understanding that change takes time. Um, there are times I will fall off the horse, but I'm not going to engage in self-defeating thoughts, more self-compassion to understand the reasons why and how do I get myself back on track so I can achieve my goal of balance. Mm, wow, great, great stuff. So I know we could spend another hour speaking on this topic, you know, because it's so important. I know you got more information to share that we will definitely have on a uh, future episode here with you here at Sustainable Success that we can expand upon this important topic to create, continue creating that awareness. I want to thank you personally for taking the time to be here with uh, with us here at Sustainable Sex. I would love to have the audience that's listening now and those that are listening later to learn more about you. How can they find out more about you? Where do they find you? What are you up to? I know you're doing a lot of speaking now and you're out there speaking at different uh, places and anything that you'd like to offer the audience. Sure. If you would like to know more about me, what I do, the programs that I offer, you can visit my website website at www.transformative.cc or if you'd like to email me i love emails i respond to all of them my email is drsola at transformative.cc nice and i know you got you you're doing some you, you got some uh, speaking engagements coming up i know there's a women's thrive summit you got going on there and you're going to be talking probably in and around that area here i'm, I'm sure on some level so again uh, we highly encourage you to keep keep an eye on Sola for any events that, that she is speaking at that you can def if, if open to the public or if you're in a certain industry, you could go out and see her. And we highly encourage any event planners, meeting planners, please get in touch with her. She's got a wealth of knowledge in this area, can offer so much value for organizations in any industry. Sola, anything that you would like, a final comment for like 20 seconds that you would like to leave the audience with? Yes, I would like the audience to know that you can do it. Believe in yourself, have a vision of what your balance, what you want that to look like, write it down, visualize it, and believe in your capacity to make it happen. Because I come from a strength-based perspective. I believe that we all have the strength and resiliency within ourselves to achieve the goals that we want. So keep going, believe in yourself, visualize your balance, and make it happen. Wow, wonderful words of wisdom. Again, we highly encourage everyone to get to know Dr. Sola, Tugum Butler, reach out to her on LinkedIn, also her website. Again, this is a great person to get to know and so many, so much wealth of knowledge that she shared here with you today. Sola, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. 
It was my pleasure. I've enjoyed every moment. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. And listeners, we want to thank you for joining us each and every week here at Sustainable Success. Again, we will continue to bring in subject matter experts like Sola in, sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help elevate your personal and business success to the next level. Again, you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Business Channel, also on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017 or any of the other areas like Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it, that you could find the show as well. We want to wish everybody a great rest of your week and we'll see you next Thursday with another uh, uh, content piece to help elevate your business and personal success to the next level. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an incredible week.